Let's make our confession because God's got a great plan for your life. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Now the oldie but the goodie. The Word of God is true. If I live the Word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. You can all be seated and tell your neighbor, it is really just that simple. You know, we're going to, we're going to read in the book of James, if you want to get over there, chapter 1. But uh, as, you're, uh, as you're turning over there, I want to share with you uh, a story that most of you have heard in this church. Um, years ago, uh, when uh, really our son John and I were in Lima, Peru, ministering at a Bible institute and some other ministry opportunities that we had lined up, and uh, it was it was really a great time of ministry. We went with Terry Hinshaw, and uh, during one of the meetings, Terry was translating for me, and it was a VBI Victory Bible Institute graduation. And during the course of what I had shared about God's got a word for you and all these types of things, and somewhere during the course of it, I had said, how many of you know that there are things that God is showing you to do and you haven't done them? And I don't know how many people were there, two, three hundred, four hundred. I, I really have no idea. But it looked like every hand went up. And I turned to the interpreter and I said, did I say that wrong or did you translate it wrong? Uh, it looked like every hand went up. Could you say it again? And he said it again. Looked like every hand went up again. And then for the third time, I said, am I saying it wrong? You know, let's do it one more time. And, and uh, he did. And again, almost every hand went up. Basically saying that they knew God was showing them something to do, but they weren't doing it. I, I believe that that was a revelation to me about the people that were there that night but also sometimes in our own life, that God wants to bless us. So let's all make this confession. God wants to bless me. And tell your neighbor, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you in every area of your life, in your finances, with your mind, with relationships, with, with all sorts of blessings, because that is His will. And we're going to look at the book of James because it's so powerful the word tonight is, would you like to be blessed in all that you do? Everybody answer that. Would you like to be blessed in all that you do? Yes. Well, our main responsibility is going to be what it says in the book of James, and we're going to be talking about that in some of the other scriptures because I, I did what I said earlier. I did learn the hard way that God wants every part of us and that I was selective in doing for God what I wanted to do based on what He wanted me to do, but I wasn't willing to do everything. How many of you, can I see your hands? There have been areas like that in your life where you know God's speaking things to you, you don't particularly want to do them, so you put it on the shelf, or the old, oh, I really didn't hear that type thing. No, God knows what you've heard. So you, tell your neighbor, God knows what you've heard. 
And when you have the revelation of what he wants you to have, then he holds you responsible for it because he loves you. He loves you above everything, but he's not going to spoil you by blessing you if you're not going to do what he shows you to do. And the key to God's blessings, here they come in James chapter 1. It says, James chapter 1, verse 22, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, then he walks away from the mirror, and immediately he forgets what kind of man he really was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work or a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. So let's all say it. It is obviously God's plan for me to be blessed in all that I do. So therefore, we need to take what God has shown us based on his word and begin to live the word. Matthew 4, 4 says that man should live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, we're going to go there in just a moment. But let's look first at Deuteronomy chapter 28 to set the foundation that it has always been God's will to bless his people. Let's just say it's always been God's will. Always been God's will to bless his people. Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all of his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all of the nations of the earth. And all of these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And then it goes on to talk about finances, it talks about land, it talks about all of his blessings that were going to come upon you and overtake you. Now, the word blessing is really interesting. God wants you to be blessed. Let's say it again. God wants me to be blessed. If you get this deep down in your spirit, when you get up in the morning, God wants you to be blessed. When you go to bed at night, God wants you to be blessed. Not only does He want you to be blessed, He wants you to be a blessing. And He wants the manifestation of His blessing to be upon your life, no matter what you're going through. There are many people, myself included sometimes, we're reactionary to what's happening to us and around us instead of living the way we're supposed to live. Your feelings are going to get hurt. Sometimes you're going to fall. Sometimes people are going to disappoint you. Sometimes you're going to disappoint yourself. Sometimes the world's not going to go the direction you want it to go. Sometimes things happen contrary to what you believe is your faith that was going to happen. But it should not affect you. We sang it just a moment ago. That's what I say. It should not affect me. You may get a jolt, but you come to your senses. You're looking into the mirror. You're not coming away and forgetting what you saw. I am a child of God on assignment from God. I know the blessings of God are coming upon me and overtake me. Therefore, I'm not going to be down about anything. I'm walking above and not beneath every situation and every circumstance. Though we wobble and though we fall, what are we going to do? We're going to arise. Micah 7, 8, though I fall, I shall arise. We are not going to be moved by what's going on in this world. I watch Fox News all the time. Uh, No, no, that's true. That's not true. I watch Fox News from 9 to 10. 
and I watch and try to get the latest revelation of what is going on in the world. Our country is suffering like it's never suffered before. We've got all sorts of demonic strongholds in Washington, D.C. We've got all sorts of things that are clashing and clashing and clashing. I personally don't believe it's the Republican versus Democrats. I don't believe it's Libertarians versus something else. I don't believe it's Independents versus something else. I believe it's powers and principalities of darkness, and it's all coming to a head. I don't know how you feel about the president. I don't know how you feel about the Congress. I don't know you how you feel about the judicial. I don't know how you feel about Washington, D.C., but I'll tell you what, it smells like a swamp from some of the things that you see there. So when I hear a president says, I'm going to drain the swamp, sometimes I think, I wish, I, I think he's right. When I hear the way he says it, sometimes I think he's wrong. But that doesn't really matter. We need to get rid of demonic powers and principalities, period. Can you all agree with that? So therefore, whatever needs to be done in this country to return to our foundation, we need to do it. Not only do the people of a country need to be doers of the word, the country needs to be a doer of the word, and America needs to return to our original intent. So let's pray that everything that needs to be exposed to the light of God in Washington is exposed. Everything that is needing to be exposed to the scrutiny of the Word of God and the will of God and the power of God, no matter what party it is, let's pray that it be exposed. Father, we pray as we're commanded to by Scripture for the President of the United States. We pray for the Vice President Pence. We pray for the Congress. We pray for the judicial. We pray that in the name of Jesus, every demonic stronghold that's there, let it be exposed and destroyed in the name of Jesus so that this nation, this country, can get back on the path of righteousness. We pray it, we decree it, and we believe it because we know it is your will of God to always expose evil. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody agreed, said, Amen. Amen. Now say it like you mean it. Amen. Amen. Okay, good. Humor me along with a lot of excitement. Now, I want to look at the word blessed, because this describes what God wants you to be like. To be blessed is to be happy, to be prosperous, to be successful, and to be content. That is basically in the Hebrew and also in the Greek. So let's all say, I'm called by God to be happy, to be prosperous, to be successful, and to be content. How many of you realize one of the hardest things in the world for you to do is to be content when all of the things around you happen? They say, oh, glory to God, I just feel like I'm getting tight. And No, you're supposed to be content because God wants to bless you. Now, Psalms chapter 1, let's go over there, looking again at what God wants to do for you. Psalms chapter 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. In his law he meditates day and night. What does he do? Day and night he meditates. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bears fruit, that bears forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. Now, Jesus told us in, uh, in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he has come to give us abundant life, that the thief, the devil, comes to kill, steal, and to destroy 
But Jesus came to give us the abundant life. Jesus has already come. He's already gone. He sent us the power of the Holy Spirit. So now we have the abundant life. It's already here. So no matter what it looks like with your natural vision, you have the abundant life. So let's say, I have the abundant life. What we have to know is that that abundant life comes out of being a doer of the Word of God, standing on the Word of God, speaking the Word of God. It's a shield for us. It, it is the foundation of our faith. And that no matter what the devil does or tries to do, he cannot stop us from having the abundant blessings of God upon our life unless, everybody say unless, unless, unless we allow him to. And the biggest challenge that you have is right here. Your mind is your biggest challenge. It is not the devil. It is not other people. It's what you think. And if we process the Word of God through our mind from our spirit, then the blessings of God are flowing in us. But if we cut it off, then what's going to happen is the devil is going to have the free ability to play with our mind. And every single one of us have had the devil play with our mind by planting thoughts in there that we should be getting rid of instead of entertaining. Jesus said when he was confronted by the devil, Jesus, the devil is free to roam on this earth, and he's free to fire fiery darts at you. We have a shield of faith based on the Word of God that, will, with, that will, will stop every fiery dart that comes. But if you're not using the shield, then the fiery dart will come in and you start to meditate something you shouldn't be meditating. Every hand should be up right now when I say this. How many of you have experienced exactly what I'm talking about? Every single one of us have. And what happens, it seems like the blessings of God have gone away. Blessings of God are still right there at your doorstep. But so is the devil trying to come against you. And when, when Jesus walked on this earth, you would have thought that the devil would have been afraid of Jesus. If the devil was not afraid of Jesus, he's not really going to be afraid of you. <laughs> so turn to your neighbor and tell him the devil's not afraid of you. He's, he's afraid of the power in you, but he's not afraid of you. And Jesus himself, when he went to the wilderness, had an encounter with the devil. The devil came to Jesus and tried to plant thoughts in him contrary to the word of God. The word of God says that, that Jesus was sent to the wilderness on assignment from God to be tested. doesn't say why but probably to be tested for the next step of his life on this earth. And when he was tested by the devil coming against him with, you know, just command these rocks to be turned into bread. And, and, and Jesus said, man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What Jesus did was he was quoting the word of God out of Deuteronomy chapter 8. What Jesus did was he said in John chapter 5 and other places in the Bible, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only do what, the, what I see my Father do. He's on an assignment from God. He only does what God tells him to do. You and I are on an assignment from God. So let's all say, I'm on an assignment from God. Assignment. Tell your neighbor, I'm on an assignment from God. And his, his assignment include blessings coming upon you so that you can be happy, prosperous, successful. Matter of fact, let's, let's all say this because I want you to walk out of here thinking this. I am happy, I am happy. 
prosperous, prosperous successful, successful, and content. And you may not feel like it at all. You may think, well, if you only knew what I was going through, if you only knew this, if you only knew that. No, I know God's will for your life. And God's will for your life is that you are happy, you are prosperous, you are successful, and you are content. But I don't feel like it. Don't. <laughs> Who said that? I love it. I love it. Give, give Sean a hand. <laughs> In case you didn't hear it over here, he said, too bad, or maybe what's your point, right? <laughs> too bad, so sad. No, this is who we are. Everybody said, that's who I am. Now, this is going to come across to some of you if you're super spiritual, like, did he say what I think he said? <coughs> we have to walk by faith and not by sight. I think sometimes we have to pretend. Does that make sense? I don't know that I have enough faith to be like this, but I can pretend. I can act like it's real. doesn't feel real. I don't feel happy. I don't feel prosperous. I don't feel successful. I don't feel content. I think I could act like it. Hmm. God is probably happy, prosperous, successful, and content. Matter of fact, I think in Ephesians chapter 5, he told me to imitate him. What do we do when we imitate somebody? We pretend that we're like them. When I was a little boy, I pretended. Actually, this is really not true. I didn't pretend to be Roy Rogers. I was Roy Rogers. <laughs> but I had my two guns. But in other, words, in other words, okay, I know I'm not God, but I think I could imitate God. He loves people. So I can walk in that love. I don't feel like I have it a lot of times. I can kind of play like I have it, and maybe if I do it often enough, it'll be real. Did I lose you, or did it make sense? Because if I'm going to wait until I feel like it, I may never do it. I may never feel like it. I may never feel like I've arrived at having the fullness of God's love, but I can, I can imitate it and try to make it happen. I can try to make myself happy in the Lord and in his word, even though I, feel, I don't feel like it. We say this a lot of times, and we say it quickly, but we don't live by our feelings. But yet most people do live by their feelings. Or do you feel happy? No, I don't feel happy. That's why I look like I look. Well, how about, try <laughs> how about trying to go to that proverbial mirror and look in and say, what's your problem? You are blessed by God. Well, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. I don't feel prosperous. I don't feel successful. I don't feel content. All these kind of things. What if we just made ourselves line up and said, I'm happy today. I'm happy today. I'm prosperous. I'm successful. I'm content. Do you really feel like it? Not at all. But I'm going to say it, and I'm going to be it, and I'm going to move into it, and I am going to walk by faith and not by sight because the Word of God says that's what He has for me, and that's what I'm supposed to have. Because if I am not blessed, now listen to this, it'll change your life if you really get this deep. If you are not blessed, you can't be a blessing to somebody else. That won't flow out of you. 
that won't flow out. You won't look happy. You won't. Nobody's going to want what you have. But if you have yielded to all of this and say, man, God wants me to be blessed, happy, prosperous, successful, content. Oh, glory to God. I can do it. Let's all say, I can do, I can do. What, God said, what God said, I can do. Now, we know that the devil walks about as that proverbial lion. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, he walks about as a lion seeking whom he may destroy. We know that Jesus spoke to the devil and said, away with you, devil, and the devil left, but he did not leave the earth. He just left to come back at a more opportune time to attack the devil, the devil, uh, the devil to attack Jesus. The devil does the same thing with you and me. So therefore, we've got to be on our guard and walk in the fullness of what? the Word of God, and be a doer of the Word of God. James 4, 7, powerful scripture. Submit to God. How do you submit to God? You be a doer of the Word. You are a doer of the Word. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee. That torment in your mind, God, God will take care of that torment. That devil is tormenting you. He will get rid of you. He will get rid of you if he can. He came to torment Eve. He came to get the Word of God and steal the Word of God. He said, did God really say, Genesis chapter 3, did God really say, and Eve started to think about it. In your life, there are things happening to you that are contrary to the will of God. They're contrary to what you know is the right thing. Things happen against you, and when we entertain them, it starts to change the way we think. Our mind must be continually renewed so that we can do and be a doer of the Word of God. So let's all say, I'm not moved by what I see. Did we sing that tonight? Wasn't that a lyric or what was that? In one of them? Pardon? In the, in the worship. It said, I'm not moved by what I see. Yeah, I'm not moved by what I see. So that's what I say. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe. Now, how many of you believe here tonight that it is the will of God to bless you? Can I see a hand? So let's all say, I believe it is the will of God that I be happy, prosperous, content, and successful the rest of my life. How many of you know people that need to hear what you just said? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They need to be encouraged and exhorted and edified by what the Word of God says. So, John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and, and the truth will set you free. Well, the truth is, God wants to be a blessing to all of mankind. When Jesus was confronted with Pilate, and he was explaining to Pilate, and Pilate was questioning him, and Jesus was very quiet, but finally Jesus said to Pilate, you spoke truth, and Pilate responded, what I believe a lot of people in the world are doing right now. Pilate said, what is truth? What is truth? We are living in a world and a country that is turning more and more and more to situational ethics. There are, we, we have people in positions of authority in our colleges, uh, even in a lot of our school systems, uh, that, that it, 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 there is no absolute truth. When you hear people say there's no absolute truth, what they're doing is eroding the Word of God because the Word of God is true. And what they're trying to do is usurp spiritual principality, uh, principles of the Word of God. Well, we have situational ethic. It depends on the situation. Uh, it depends on the situation for this thing or that thing. And before you know it, we have people that are learning 
not to be a doer of the word, that the word doesn't even matter. All that matters is how I feel. And if I feel like this, then that's the way it should be. And folks, when we start living that type of a life, it will take us places we don't want to go. So we're not living in a situational ethical world. Now, I want to show you Hebrews chapter 6 because, uh, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 4, because it's talking, uh, for years I would preach this just to coincide with the Word of God, and then one day I had a revelation of, of something that I was missing in it. It was real simple, but I didn't know it. But in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, The Word of God is living and powerful, and remember, we're to be a doer of the Word. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, that, that's talking about the power of the Word of God. And uh, over in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus spoke and said that when Joshua was promoted, Joshua, if you'll meditate the Word of God day and night, you will be prosperous, you'll have success, and that, and that you'll never have any defeat. I'm adding to it, but that's basically the whole chronology of what he said, that if you'll do what I tell you, Joshua, you're going to be blessed in everything that you do. Just make sure you're courageous and, and make sure you're focused on what my Word says. When you look at Hebrews chapter 4, and it's talking about the power of the Word of God. Everybody say, I know the Word of God has power. We, we, that is really a, 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 a summary of Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to summarize that for you. It is basically God saying the reason the people of God did not inherit the promised land was because they wouldn't take the Word of God, mix it with faith, and rest. Take the Word of God, mix it with faith, and just enter into rest. And it basically says in those two chapters, the reason the, the children of God did not inherit the, the promised land is because they would not rest. Everybody say rest. rest. Everybody say rest is good for you. This is an extremely easy message for me to share. I love to rest. Oh, glory to God. I can take a nap anytime, anywhere. Uh, I have no problem closing my eyes and falling asleep. Kelly Peters was our secretary here years and years ago, only for a year or two. And uh, she hadn't worked with us very long, and uh, she went to lunch or something like that, and I tried to take a nap at my desk, and I couldn't do it, so I laid down on the floor, fell fast asleep. She came back, couldn't find me, opened the door, saw me, thought I died. <laughs> you, know, you know whether to call an ambulance or not. I was, I was taking a nap on the old hard floor. Now, that's not exactly the type of rest I'm talking about, but we are living in a cluttered world, television technology, internet, all of the things, web page, Facebook, Twitter, all of this. Your mind can be busy all of the time. When do you rest? When is your mind at rest? When do you just meditate the Word of God all by yourself? Now, maybe some of you have a place like that, but I believe that many people have not found a place of rest and that their mind is going constantly, and that what happens is when it's time to go to bed, they lay their head down, they fall asleep, they wake up, and they get right back on that treadmill again. And you get on that treadmill long enough, and the world will keep you busy, the devil will keep you busy, even sometimes with things that feel like they're okay, they're okay for you, but they're really not. <coughs> 
because what they're doing is they're just consuming your time. You have 24 hours a day. That's all you have, 168 hours a week. You need to find time to be at rest. The children of God were constantly trying to figure out how God was going to get them in the promised land. How is this going to work? The 12 spies went in. Ten of them came back. Two of them came back. Ten of them came back and said, we can't make it. Now, they, they knew the word of God. They could have been a doer of the word of God, but instead they put the, the word of God on a shelf and they described the giants. They described the uh, uh, Amalekites, the, the, the sinners of Anak. They described the fortified cities. They described everything that was contrary to what God wanted to give them. They could have described the fruit. They could have described the lushness of the land. They could have described this land is foreign with milk and honey. This land is everything that God said it was going to be, but instead they identified everything that was going wrong. Do you know anybody like that? That sometimes during the course of the day, all they're doing is identifying what's going wrong. Oh, they're not walking around telling people that, but in your mind. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Can I see? Just show me your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Your mind is identified. Everything is going wrong. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And you're trying to put on a game face, but in your mind, all you're doing is meditating all the problems instead of speaking and meditating the Word of God. And they did that long enough. Two of the spies came back, Caleb and, and Joshua, and you know the rest of the story. They're the only two that inherited the promised land of the other ten. <clears throat> but they came back and they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We are well able. Everybody say, we are well able. They come back and say, we are well able. We are well able. Why did they say they were well able? Because they were living and a doer of the word of God. God said the land is ours. We are well able. And I know you've heard me preach this a lot over the years, but in Numbers chapter 13, there are two scriptures that change the whole course of the world. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, I think I have them right. I may have them just reversed. But Caleb and, and, and Joshua said, we are well able to take this land. The other said, we are not able. One said, we are well able. One said, we are not able. Two were doers of the word. Ten were not doers of the word. They absolutely deceived themselves. There are a lot of believers today that are deceiving themselves by the words, by the thoughts, and by the meditation. We are not deceiving ourselves. Everybody say, I am not a deceiver. And I am not deceived. I am blessed. Tell your neighbor, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Is that a song? I am blessed. I am blessed. I can bless. I don't remember how it goes. Okay. Now, do you have a habit of being that person that is blessed? A habit how many of you realize that you are a habitual person? Whether you know it or not, you are. So tell, tell that person. You're, the pastor just said you're a, a creature of habit. <laughs> Good or bad. Now, habit, a behavior pattern acquired by frequent repetition. Now, this is my defi definition. A continual behavior pattern that becomes a discipline. Now, this is not a bad thing. In other words, it becomes a discipline in your life. This is my discipline. This is what I am doing. Now, if you need to make a change by being a continual doer of the Word of God, and how many of you realize if you're not a doer of the Word of God 24-7, it's all the devil needs. You've got to be a doer of the Word 
You got to do it when you go to bed. You're meditating the Word of God. You get up in the morning, you're meditating the Word of God. You're living during the course of the day, you're meditating the Word of God. Anytime you stop meditating the Word of God, you are a candidate for the devil to come in and attack you. And the devil loves to attack. Did God really say? Do they really love you? What about this? What about that? And before you know it, those fiery darts are coming. And instead of being on the attack, meaning you, you're on the defense. You are being attacked, and you're trying to defend yourself versus absolutely speaking to the devil. The Word of God says, I am blessed. The Word of God says, I have power and authority and dominion. I have abundance in my life. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not snared by how people feel about me. I know how I feel about me. I know how God feels about me. And you walk in the fullness of what the Word of God says. That makes you a little slow, but that's okay. That makes you a? That makes you a? Now let's say it like we really mean it. That makes you a? And a doer of the word is? Happy, prosperous, successful. Okay, everybody follow me. A doer of the word is what follows. Happy, prosperous, successful, and content. When you fall down, what are you? Happy, successful, and content. I said it wrong. That's all right. Because you get right back up. You don't say, oh, woe is me. You just jump right back up and say, you know what? I am blessed by God. I am happy. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am content. And I know what God has called me to do. Now, three things that are needed if you're going to really live a life like this. Because the pattern in your life develops and you begin to live the same type of thing over and over and over again if you don't understand this. The power of the Word of God is what is available. Everybody say available. available. To the doer of the Word of God, and it will flow through you. Three things needed. Number one is called desire. And desire means to long for and to hope for something. Our desire should be focused continually on what God has for us. And if it isn't, then we're going to slip. And to know the Word of God and to meditate the Word of God and to do the Word of God is what must fuel our desire. And if you have a desire to be a doer of the Word of God, it can become a habit in your life and it become a strong point in your life. I said this earlier, but, but I, I really mean it. There are times uh, before I go to bed at night, I try to watch uh, Fox News, uh, Hannity show. I, I, I just I, I enjoy that input of current events. I've always liked current events. So from 9 to 10 o'clock, that's pretty much my standard uh, routine. That is my habit. Uh, I, I, I will be watching Fox News. And sometimes it really gets me irritated. Uh, sometimes when I hear some of the things that are coming forth, uh, situations and circumstances that are being peeled like an onion off a of thing. It's like, oh, I can just feel myself getting emotionally charged. And I have to take a few moments to start speaking the Word of God and praying and knowing that I, I want the information to know how to bind and loose. Matthew 16, 19 says that we've been given the power to bind and loose on this earth. What we bind is bound in the heavenlies. What we loose is loosed in the heavenlies. So I know that we have, as a doer of the Word of God, the power to bind powers and principalities of darkness. Matter of fact, let's all say this. I have, I have the, power the power 
available to me to bind and loose powers and principalities of darkness on this earth. And if you understand that, you know, we pray right here. We pray for the Sudan. We pray for Uganda. It's as if we were right there. We have that power and authority through the power of the Holy Spirit. But if we don't use it, then it just becomes mute. If we just complain, and sometimes I, you know, I can, I can, be, I can slip. And, and all I'm doing is complaining and saying it. And then it's like, okay, let's get it right back into the Spirit. I have the power and the authority to do something about what I just heard. I have the power and authority not to be upset with what happened and who did what or whatever. I have the power and authority to pray over this situation. When we understand that, it will change our life. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 14, uh, 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 what did he say? <laughs> My mind just went blank. Glory to God. This is a terrible place for your mind to go blank. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 15, he said, if you, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, and there's the word again, if you, if, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, or you could say that you are blessed. God, I thank you for revealing the truth in Washington, D.C. I thank you for dealing with the truth in this situation. I thank you for taking care of this person I can't seem to reach. They aren't open to me, but I know I've got the answer they need, but you're their source. I'm not their source, so take care of them. Do whatever needs to be done. Let the conviction of your spirit fall upon them and let them go to their knees and repent and get set free so they can be the person that you've called them to be and so they too can become a doer of the Word of God. We have that ability, but that desire has to be there, a desire to be a doer of the Word of God. A lot of people can hear a message like this and they think, well, what if I don't feel like it? You're, now, this is going to be hard for you, so turn to your neighbor and tell them, I love the pastor. Forget about your feelings. Your feelings don't matter. Too many people are living in the realm of feelings. What about my feelings? What about their feelings? Get your, I believe feelings are one of the main tools the devil tries to use in people's life. Hurt your feelings, destroy your feelings, do whatever. Get rid of that and just realize I have a desire to be a doer of the Word of God. Then the second thing that you have to do is you have to have, uh, is that number two? I thought that was number three. I guess it was number two. Yep, it was. Number two, discipline. <laughs> the discipline to be a doer of the Word of God. Your flesh will try to get you off center in that arena. Obey a code of contact, conduct uh, punishing disobedience. To know the Word of God, meditate the Word of God, and to do the Word of God. So in discipline, it's like you, how many of you realize your body is very hard to discipline? Can I see the hands of all the people that are there? My, I, my, I, my body prefers to eat things I know are wrong. My body prefers not to exercise the way it should. If I put my body in charge, I go home tonight and drink a six-pack of beer. But my body is not going to be in charge. My body has got to be subjected to things of God. Now, I can stand up here and tell you I fail this one quite a bit, but I'm getting better than I used to be that when we're disciplined, to say, I'm a doer of the Word of God. I am, 
I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. But, but I'm, I, you know, we say, I, I'm, I'm a doer of the Word of God. So therefore, I'm not going to think that thought I just thought. I cast that thing down. That is not me. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to feel down about myself. I am going to be a doer of the Word of God. I have to beat my body into submission to obey a code of conduct and punishing disobedience. Your body and your unrenewed mind will always be in disobedience to the things of God. And it will always, always try to co-opt you into not being a doer of the Word. Everybody that knows what I'm saying is true about your body, just say amen. 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 It is so true. And then the third thing, if we're going to continue to do this, is there has to be a determination. And the determination is that I'm not going to give up even when I fail. Firm intention to achieve a desired result. Knowing the Word of God, meditating the Word of God, and, and doing the Word of God. See, it's one thing to know the Word of God. You have to know the Word of God to be a doer of the Word. But it's, I know a lot of people who know the Word of God. Uh, gosh, I've sat down with people even recently and talked to them, and they'll tell me what they're supposed to be doing. They know how to be a doer of the Word of God. But because they've not done it for so long, they say, well, yeah, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And to me, it's like, well, if you know what you're supposed to do, why don't you just do it, and then you'll be blessed. And if you don't do it, you won't be blessed. You can make your own way in the world, but the best way to make your way in the world is to be a doer of the Word because all of the blessings of God are there for you, and He'll take care of you. So therefore, if we want to be blessed, all we have to do is do what God tells us to do. Now, I'll sum all this up, that if you, if you start out in the Old Covenant, I've only read through the, the Bible really totally all the way through twice. I've tried it more times, and I've cheated more times, but really to really read all the way through, I've only done it twice. And, uh, but, but even in those two times, that's the only time I've read all the way through the Bible, there is never a time in the Old Covenant are the new covenant when the people of God did what God told them to do that the blessings of God didn't come upon them and overtake them. And that's why I love that scripture in, in Deuteronomy 28. You hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. All of the blessings of God will come upon you and they'll overtake you. Children of God would never have lost the temple when they did if they hadn't turned their back on God. And, and, and the children of God uh, in the promised land, God was taking care of them with manna. God always takes care of us no matter what. When Pam and I were out there in Tulsa, we had no money, and we were really struggling, and I was trying. I was really trying. I failed a lot, but I was really trying to learn and live the Word of God. It was very hard. We got you know money given to us and a little bit here and a little bit there and $20 for gas. That was not my idea of being blessed. My idea of being blessed was to have a whole lot of money and not being concerned. And even I put it in the book, I was not too excited about God's system of faith, of praying everything in. I just wanted money in the bank and money in my pocket. And, I, and, 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 and yes, I give God all of the glory. But it's in those places where you are being tested and refined by God. Are you going to continue to be a doer of the word of God? Are you going to start to feel bad about yourself and bad about your life and bad about all those things? It's in those times when you really grow in your faith. It's those times when you really see God move. It's those times when you are either knocked down or fall down or do something stupid. I've done all three. 
<laughs> the first house we ever had uh, in Tulsa, I made the biggest mistake in my life. No, it wasn't the biggest mistake in life. It was one of the biggest mistakes. I ended up in court over the whole situation. It was all my own problem. I thought I was walking by faith and not by sight, and I made some of the dumbest decisions that I've ever made in my life, and I had to pay for it. But I was able to pay for it and learn from it. How many of you realize that some of the best learning experiences you've had are stupid things you did and you learned from them? There's three hands are up, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you learn from them. And I know you hear me say this a lot, but it's so true. If we learn, if we learn from all of our mistakes, most of us should be brilliant by now. We have got wisdom in our life. I can help other people. I can help other people now because I am blessed. And if I'm blessed, I can make sure other people get blessed by me. They may not want to receive it, but that's okay. I'm going to bless them anyway because God blessed me when I didn't deserve to be blessed. We have that same ability. And therefore, when we look at that, I say, God wants you blessed. What does that mean? He wants me to be happy. He wants me to be prosperous. He wants me to be successful. He wants me to be content. For those of you that have children, I guarantee you, you want every one of your children to be blessed. You want them to be happy. You want them to be prosperous. You want them to be content. You want them to be successful. I believe God put that in each and every one of us. Not only for us to have, certainly we have to have it, but you can't share what you don't have. What you have, you can share. And your testimony will set people free. And just by seeing you and the blessing that's on your life, every one of us are blessed right now. You can sit here and you can say, well, wait a minute. I don't have enough money to pay this bill. I don't have this. 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 That's what the 10 spies did. They looked at all the problems that were in their life, and they never inherited the promise that God had for them. But when you get up every morning, go to bed every night, and say, boy, i got my health. I've got my, I've got my children. I've got my car. I've got my home. And you may be here and say, wait a minute, you don't understand. My kids don't like me. Somebody likes you. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, somebody likes you. But what if you couldn't find anybody that liked you? I guarantee you, you have somebody that loves you. And that's Almighty God. And that's all you need to go forth and be a doer of the Word of God. Let's all stand to our feet. I believe God has people out there waiting on you tonight and tomorrow and for the rest of your life that need what you have. That you need to stir up the gift of the Holy Spirit, just like Paul. I, You know... I don't know for sure what was going on in Timothy's life. And in uh, 2 Timothy, I think it's 1 7. I'm not, I think that's right. Uh, or 1, is it 1 or 2 Timothy? Well, it doesn't really matter. Somewhere in Timothy. But it's when Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, you need to stir up the gift that's in you, uh, the laying on of my hands. Because God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I've heard different things that Timothy was young and he was being intimidated. Uh, maybe Timothy had made some mistakes along the way and Paul saw that he was starting to falter a little bit. I don't know what. All of us are capable of faltering. But what we've got to do is get back on the right road. Learn from where we missed it and realize that through the power of the Holy Spirit, there is a plan and a purpose for my life and that every single one of us are important to God. God loves us, and there are people out there waiting to receive from you what you have. You believe that? Would you bow your heads with me?
Father, you know every person that's here tonight. You know where they stand with you. Lord, if there are any here that, that they need to come back to you like that prodigal child, I pray that tonight will be the night. If you're here tonight and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior, let this be the night. If you're here tonight and you're like a prodigal son, a prodigal, prodigal daughter, you know you've drifted away from the things of God, let this be your night to come back. And if I've described you, I'm going to ask you just to slip your hand in the air and we're going to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I know you know everybody here. We're going to wait just a moment. Anyone at all, you'd say, I know my life is not right with God. Hallelujah. Father, I, I pray then that that must mean that we have a group of people that know you, have the Holy Spirit within them, that their body is now the temple of that Spirit. And I pray, Lord, for the assignment that you have for us. How many of you think that you could do a better job of being a doer of the Word? Can I see your hand? Father, I pray, my hand lifted too, that we could all do a better job of yielding to your word, yielding to the leading of your Holy Spirit, which is your word, and being what you've called us to be. And I thank you, Lord, for every person here tonight that has their hand uplifted, have their hand uplifted, Lord, that tonight would be a, a night of, of a mid-course correction, saying I, I'm going to do a better job of being the doer of the word thank you for that. I praise you for that in the precious name of Jesus. Now let's all say this. Lord, forgive me for times in my life when I haven't been a doer of the word. When I've missed it. I acknowledge those times and I ask your forgiveness. Help me be the person you've called me to be. I am on an assignment, I am on an assignment. From, you from you to be everything that you've called me to be. And there are people out there waiting to receive from me what you have given me. You believe that? Now, in just a moment, we're going to give the Lord a hand for what he's done for us. But let's make this confession here. I am, regardless of what I see, Blessed by God. I am happy, prosperous, successful, and content in all things at all times because it's your will. You believe that? Let's give the Lord a hand. Go and be blessed.